Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, and with me we have Dave Madden and the president of the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame, Scott Burt. We have a very interesting show for you today with a true veteran in combat sports. He will compete in a sanctioned bare knuckle boxing match, uh, which will be broadcasted on pay per view. Please help me welcome boxing legend. Bobby Gunn. Bobby, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you very much for having me on. I do appreciate it. Thank you, boys. Oh, of course. Uh, now, like we said, this will be a sanctioned bare-knuckle boxing match, something that is fairly rare in combat sports. Uh, Bobby, I know that you have been very involved in the bare-knuckle boxing community, so can you discuss how this event came into fruition? Well, um, first of all, I'm, I'm a former World Cruiserweight champion. I've boxed all my life. I fought you know, the best fighters in the world of boxing. But all my life, bare knuckle box is a part of my family, my heritage. I grew up into it. And and in August the 5th, 2011, we did the first sanctioned bare knuckle fight in 123 years. But I'm going to get, remember that right there. Remember that, 123 years. But I'm going to tell you another story behind that that Scott told me. And that was August the 5th. That's when I won the vacant bare knuckle world heavyweight title. And then it kind of went crazy, boys. Like the world started really buzzing. I said, open the doors. And leading up to that fight, the great boxing historian, Burt Randolph Sugar, God rest his soul, he was alive at the time, he called me and he says, you realize what you just did? You, you've made history here. You won the linear title. I said, how do you mean, Mr. Sugar? He said, because you fought the first recognized fight in modern-day history, which is unheard of. When I say sanction, we fought at the Fort McDowell Casino. It was packed. 5,000 people, they, they, had, they were turning people away, boys. And at that time, uh, the pay-per-view was done on a cheap uh, Internet pay-per-view. It was called Ustream. It was, it was $9.99. And the, the, it, it crashed. There was over 1 million recorded people trying to get on it. 1 million, boys, trying to get on that with, a, with no promotion. Nothing like it is now. I mean, I wasn't even known then like I am now. But let's now let's fast forward a little bit. Burt Randolph Sugar, the best historian in boxing history, passed the torch on to Scott Burt. Scott Burt, people don't understand how how prestigious this man's historian and character, what he what he brings to the table. He is what I call the holy grail of bare knuckle boxing. 
his, his he has the barns in in Belfast, New York. It's the original training barns where John L. Sullivan, the one of the greatest medical fighters ever lived, lived trained there. And there's a rich history which Scott will give you too. I'm just giving you a quick run through. And what I mean by the Holy Grail medical boxing. Scott Burt recognized me as a world champion. I was already a champion. I just didn't have that stamp of legitimacy to me until Scott recognized me and he reached out to me. I reached out to him, actually. He reached back to me. And, again, this man is the only person in the world that has the authority to give recognition to a top medical fighter. Now, you're familiar with the Ring magazine, right, boys? The Bible Boxing, the Ring magazine? Yes, sir. Okay, and you know there's different title belts in boxing, the IBA, WBO, WBC. There's like it's like Mickey Mouse, right? But you know right. that the Ring Magazine, the Ring Magazine has their champion, right? The Ring Magazine title means what? The Holy Grail of boxing, correct, boys? When they say their champion, that means the, the super champion more than a regular title. Any any boxer fan will know what I'm talking about. Scott Burt is the how they say the ring magazine is the Bible of boxing. Well, Scott Burton, the Bernacle Box Hall of Fame, is the Bible of Bernacle Boxing. When he gave me the, the title, the, the Bernacle World Championship belt, the, I, I was a champion, but I didn't have my title yet. That, to me, was the ultimate honor throughout my fighting career. And now getting back to here, fighting again, it took a long time to do it right. We didn't want to do anything underground, you know, the unsanctioned events. We, 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 we put our head down, we worked really hard, we dotted all our I's across our T's, and we really worked hard. And probably, uh, I got a text earlier, probably uh, Friday evening or Saturday, so this will be on a worldwide Internet uh, pay-per-view system. It will be launched out. We don't have those details yet, but I will get back to you those details. And it's going to be huge, boys. It's going to blow up again. It's the second sanctioned fight in history. And Bernardo Boxing, and for Scott Burt to be there to oversee it with his authority, and the, you know, and and to, to Dave Filman, the promoter, has worked so hard behind the scenes making this happen. We got a great team, you know. We got Big Joe Mack, an overseer like the. You just you can't ask for a better team of guys, and to have a great friends like Scott for me, who I can call up and talk to and get advice from. It means a lot to me, and I love him very much, and I love everything I do, and I'm so thankful to be in this position, boys, in my life. What, what I think is so amazing is, like you said, the the first one that you were in that wasn't sanctioned had a million views, and there was no promotion behind it. And this time, there is way more. You guys are being published in Rolling Stone, Men's Journal. I mean, the 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 buzz around it is just growing, I feel, and I'm an MMA fan, and I'm fascinated by this event. And, um, you know, anyways, I, I just think a million last time. I mean, where, what are we looking at this time? That's, that's exactly what Scott said a week ago to me. We were talking on the phone, and that's, that's what we're thinking. I think it's going to be phenomenal. It's blown to the roof. You know, again, I'm not looking past anybody, gentlemen. You know, my grandfather yeah. said to me when I was a wee boy fighting, he says, listen, boy. Fear no man, but respect every man. And, you know, and I respect Shannon Rich to the highest. Again, Shannon Rich has a lot of fights. 
And you know something, boys? In boxing, it's funny, you know, people, if, if, if a boxer can be 20 and 0, right, and he loses one fight, oh, he's a bum, the boxing critics. But in MMA, a guy could be like 10 fights and lose 10 fights, and he's a world champion. He's a top guy. Records mean nothing in MMA. They mean nothing. And when you look at Shannon Rich, a guy that's had over 200 fights, and he lost a lot of fights, that don't mean nothing. If, 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 if the MMA says that does mean something, they're only contradicting their own outlook in life. This man fought dirty MMA fights. Underground fights. He fought bare, underground bare knuckle fights. I seen him fight years ago in a fight. This man is coming for what I've got. I tell you what, as sure as that sun rises tomorrow, no man born of a mother is going to take it off me. Because I'm going to fight like I have no breath for me. When you think about Shannon, oh, you think about Shannon, and uh, uh, with, you know, here is here is his chance, and so you know he's coming with everything he's got. And uh, um, it's going to make for a great night. Um, we're going to have uh, um, two of our belts are going to be on the line that night, uh, uh, the world belt and the American belt. Okay. And, uh, yeah, my next question is for Scott. Uh, being the president of the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame, uh, what first inspired you to run this organization? Well, um, I'll try to make a long story short. Belfast, New York, is such a small town, it doesn't even have a stoplight in it. Um, now, when I told Bert Sugar that, and he helped me organize this uh, Hall of Fame, he, he laughed and said, "Well, it won't be, it won't take long to have a, to have a, at least one stoplight, and maybe two or three as soon as the world finds out about you." But uh, uh, I went to Belfast Central School. Right now, I, I'm 56 years old, so I graduated years and years ago, and uh, um, I was an athlete there and uh, enjoyed the school system an awful lot. And so if there's ever anything I could do to help the town of Belfast out, I would. Now, picture in your mind a public high school that had a graduating class of 22 kids. And that's what my high school was in Belfast. Uh, back in the 18, 1880s, eight, um, 1889, when Sullivan was really uh, um, just uh, six months previous on crutches, he needed to get in shape for this fight with Kilrain. And without going into it in a lot of detail and giving you an, an hour-long dissertation, uh, William Muldoon, the famous undefeated Greco-Roman wrestler, eventual boxing commissioner from 1921 to 24, lived in Belfast. And he said, let me take uh, Sullivan back to my hometown, back to my barns that I just built in Belfast, and I'll train him. And uh, if he wins, I get $10,000, and if he loses, I get nothing. So um, he took him back. Sullivan stayed there. It only took a few days before the media to find him. And they just flooded Belfast, New York. After six weeks, he came out in the best shape he had ever been in. Then he traveled to Richburg, Mississippi, and beat Jake Kilrain in uh, 75 rounds outside in 104-degree weather, bare knuckle. It took two hours and 16 minutes. Uh, <laughs> isn't that something? And you couldn't write it any better than that. Well, they locked <laughs> up the barns and basically um, didn't use them for 130 years. When I was nine years old, I got a tour of them, and I thought that was kind of cool. But then in 2009, I got another tour of them, went back through them, and said, you know, we need to open these up to the public. You know, when you open up the doors and the creaky door opens up and the dust settles down as you walk through it, there is Sullivan's equipment untouched up all these years. Bobby's been in there, and he knows what it's like to actually step yep. on the boards and, and where, where Sullivan was. I've got pictures of Sullivan that are in there. The boxers from from Baby Joe Macy to Leon Spinks to Carlos Ortiz, 
Billy Backus. They've all been they've all been there, um, and uh, they pose in the exact same spot, put their feet right where right where uh, Sullivan was. And uh, I remember Baby Joe Macy saying, I, "You know, I fought in I fought in Madison Square Garden." He says, "But there's nothing like standing right here where Sullivan stood because he started it all." And uh, so we have uh, had to move the barns, and uh, that was an ordeal um, to get them off the church property. That's a whole other story. And now we have them for they're accessible to the public. And um, uh, we have uh, life-size marble statues out front of uh, John L. Sullivan and William Muldoon. And I said, what can I do with this? And I said, uh, we decided let's make this into the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame. After I talked to Burt Sugar, he encouraged me and pushed me to do it. He says, not only is it the only Hall of Fame in the world dedicated to the Bare Knucklers, but the building itself is the main attraction, and it's not just any old Bare Knuckler. It's John L. Sullivan. Now, I want to put something in perspective for you guys. You know, there are three holders, only three holders, of the National Police Gazette authorized belt the diamond belt. The first one was actually Jake Kilrain because of Richard K. Fox, the publisher of the Gazette, got upset with Sullivan, stripped him of his American title, and gave it to Kilrain and bumped up the world title. And then in 1889, the training that just took place that I told you about in Belfast resulted in John L. Sullivan beating him. And there it sat until 2011 when Bobby Gunn became the third person ever to win the belt. Now, I was hesitant, and I'll admit it, I was hesitant in 2011 to use the word linear because I had not at that time had the authority of the Police Gazette, but I gave him our Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame belt. And then, just earlier this year in January, I got a call from the, from the owner, uh, Steve Westlake, of the Police Gazette. He wanted to meet with me, and I had no idea what he wanted. So my wife and I got in the car and drove a couple hours and met him. And I said, I don't know what he wants. I said, but boy, if we can ever get our hands on that uh, police gazette belt, that'd be great. Within three minutes of our meeting, Steve beat me to the punchline. He said, I've been following you since 2009. He said, uh, I uh, appreciate your sincerity, um, your unselfishness, and your historical point of view. We are going to 100% give you authority of, the, uh, of naming world champions and complete control of the diamond belt of the National Police Gazette. We have held both our vests for 130 years. Scott, it is now yours. And at that time, then, we upgraded the belt and regave it to Bobby um, with a strong authority of linear, and Steve stood right side by side with me when he gave it to him. Um, so there's only been three holders of that belt. And the American belt, there's only been two holders. And that one was in 1882. That was John L. Sullivan. And now Danny Batchelder, and he will be fighting the undercard. And there's no bigger undercard fight than having the American champion fighting in an undercard of a world champion. This is going to be a huge event. It I is. can't wait for it, and uh, I'm so excited. Just so, you, just so you know, I'll fill you in. The National Police Gazette magazine, they, they were the first and foremost only publication in the world that ever fights. They are the originator of the Ring magazine and everything. They are the first authority. So they had they had the authority to say who was champion, who wasn't champion. So when you get that authority mixed with Scott Bird, the Hall of Fame, you couldn't ask for better people to be associated with to make the sport legitimacy. See, now the sport has that stamp of legitimacy with these fine gentlemen behind us, like Steve Westlake from the National Police Gazette magazine and Scott Bird from the Miracle Box Hall of Fame. 
Yeah. Let, let me put it. Let me put it this way, very, very quickly. There's been many organizations over the years that have tried to bring the bare knuckle boxing up to where it belongs, what it used to be. And try as they might, they've always had a problem. It's that last hurdle to step over. Well, uh, guys, the glue that sticks all of this together is the belt that we have and the authorization from the Police Gazette. There's no other in the world, not even close. The other organizations can try, and I support them, and we'll help them in any way possible, any way possible. But we, I, I'm the sole owner of the glue. And that combination with Dave Feldman and Bobby Gunn just makes this something that, that just cannot fail. Um, the, the combat world is just a buzz about this. And everything, all the stars have aligned. And uh, Bobby's hard work for his ent- off, through his entire career is, is gonna, finally going to pay off. I was just going to say how it's obvious that it's legitimate in the sense of um, MMA is huge. I mean, that's the buzz. And you you have an MMA fighter who is making that transition into bare knuckle. I guess my wondering is is what is intriguing about it versus just the sport, but what's intriguing to get him into that realm versus MMA? Well, I'll let Bobby talk to you, you know. talk to you about this, but I'll give you one sentence, and that is the glove sports are sick of the games that are being played, and they are looking yep. for leadership from the top. It's honest, pure, straight out, looks out for the fighters before anything else, and just wants to make something so attractive to the people. The, people, the, the, the fans out there really want something that they know is legit and that they know is honest, and that's what we are. And, and and I'm going to tell you something too. With the, what Scott said there, this this is something nobody's talking about. Okay, you understand in the history of bare knuckle boxing before Bobby Gum was born, I'm talking about John L. Sullivan, and even the bare knuckle fighters that you never heard of. I mean, the history of underground bare knuckle fights that took place in this country, like the movie Charles Bronson, Hard Times, has been here for years. Do you realize? There's never been a recorded death in a bare knuckle fight. How many uh, yeah, times I think I've heard that. Professional boxers die and MMA fighters. Didn't that Conor McGregor stablemate just die? God bless that poor man. And that's a long ago. Yeah. Didn't that, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now think about that. This happens a lot in in gloves sports. I was a, I'm a, I'm, I know when you're bare knuckle fighting, you don't throw as hard as you can because you don't want to hurt your hand. You take your time. It's a chess game. With gloves, my hands are wrapped like a cast, basically. And I put that little glove on, and I don't care about my hands. I'm smashing hard as I can. Well, therefore, I'm doing more damage to somebody's brain internally. With bare knuckle boxing, I'm doing extra damage, like outside damage, like maybe cut your eye, bleed your nose. Now, it still looks great for the fans, but that fighter is more safer. He goes home to his wee family. Nobody thinks about how that man goes home to his family, how he functions. See, I do. I care about the fighters, and I and I and I, I and this is what I'm, and this is why I'm against. If you ever see bare knuckle fighters, they claim they're bare knuckle fighters, and they use these hand wraps, these bandages. To me, that is very unsafe. To me, I believe somebody could get killed and die. Because I mean, yeah, the old saying, dead. <laughs> have you ever heard of? You know, I mean, remember. Remember that fighter that um, had the loaded hand wraps when he fought um, uh, Miguel Cotto, Antonio Margarito? How do you know that these guys' hand wraps ain't loaded? We don't allow that because bare-knuckle boxing 
means exactly what it is, boys. Bare fist fighting. Go to the dictionary. Look at what does bare knuckle boxing mean? It says no gloves or hand wraps or bandages cover your hand. Bare fist fighting. So it is the purest form of combat sport, but it's the most safest sport, and that's a fact. And the people, I don't understand that. Well, you know what? How many people dies in MMA and boxing every year? There's never been a yep. reported yep. death in the history of bare knuckle boxing. Yep. A quick history, a quick, quick history about that. And of course, with the hands wrapped, they can load them with plaster and all of that. And that's just ridiculous. Um, but you know, sensationalism uh, from the from the media back in the 1800s, because all it was was paper, was how beat up the, um, the the fighters got. Well, that was all sensationalized. That was not the way it was. They didn't come out with eyes hanging down to their chins. It was just made to sell papers and. If you look at it, the glove was put on not to um, protect the opponent's head, as people would think, but it's actually there to protect the puncher's fist. So he could wail more and wail more and wail more. Now, as Bobby didn't didn't say, but but uh, you know, a wrong shot with a bare fist, and you hit him in the teeth, and you cut your hand. One on the top of the head. Yeah. The head is harder than the fragile fragile fingers. You know, breaches break his fingers. So it is a chess match and it's a different way of viewing the sport. And the the people who see this are gonna say, Oh my, there's there was a, there was an opportunity to hit that to take the shot. Oh he missed it. It's not they're not gonna be seeing people flailing left and right. If they blink, they're gonna miss the knockout. And they're gonna go, Oh damn, I missed it. Yep. And um, you know, uh, it, you know it's what? a different way of looking at it. The the, uh, the idea of loading up your gloves, uh, I had never heard that thought before. I guess I live in this world of, no, the commission's right there. They would never let that happen. You know, I never thought of what's going to happen the day uh, someone gets brutally knocked out or whatever and kind of like Sammy Sosa's back cut in half and we see it's court. You know, we, we find this guy's hand is chock full of something. I had never thought of that, you know, and that, that's that's. Well, it, 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 it's happened. Yeah. It's happened throughout the sport for years. Like there's Antonio Margarito when he fought Miguel Cotto, and the hand, he was he, he was suspended from boxing. The hand wraps had plaster Paris on it. See, the commission does check it, but there's ways of these guys getting around little cheating techniques. Now let me ask you a question. Oh yeah. When you see on video some of these guys, they they, they say they're red out of boxing, and their hat and their hands are wrapped like a cast. There's no boxing commission. That's actually a blood sport. That's that's human cockfighting. That's more dangerous than bare fist fighting. That's why I, I I say I don't recognize the hand wrappers because to me that's not bare knuckle boxing. It's a whole different form of fighting. And what we do is the purest of the purest form of fighting, the original combat sport. And that's what we're trying to bring more than anything. We're giving an entertaining sport, but we want to show the world it's a safer sport. Right, right. And do you feel that uh, this fight could be the event that gains the sport more nor- more uh, notoriety? I feel it could. I think we got great. I mean, we couldn't get any more huge coverage we're getting right now with Rolling Stone magazine. Every time yeah. the story go- goes up on that, like to see now, any more between me and you, boys, like regular magazines are kind of obsolete now. Everybody reads online. People read the New York Post online, the newspapers online. Everything's online. And the Rolling Stone magazine their website has 25 million American traffic every month, 
16 global, 16 million global every month. So when we, we, we couldn't ask for, uh, I mean, uh, a better, you know, people to be behind us. And we, we all, we got to take our hat off to state and owner, the senior editor of Rolling Stone for getting behind the sport. See what Scott said earlier, these guys did their homework. These guys are investigative journalists, right? Scott, these guys, like they're, they're right. the biggest Absolutely. critics in the world. They, you know, they don't, they don't just say, Oh yeah, you're good. Like Staten Boner was investigating me for like five or six years, wasn't he, Scott? Before he even moved oh, yes. on, he did his homework. Oh, yes. He went to fight. He won the line. Exactly. So when these guys give their stamp of approval, what's moving forward? Now you're talking to like superstar status stuff, and this stuff. I'm telling you, boys. Even the harsh critics are not with it. Eventually, they'll be over with this. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be bigger, but I will tell you this. I do believe before the year or two is out, it'll be the third biggest combat sport in the world next to boxing and MMA. It'll be right there rubbing shoulders. And I, I believe in my heart eventually it'll be, it'll be number one. You'll see fighters coming over. Like, I believe down the road you'll see Conor McGregor's down in the bare-knuckle box and fighting for a world title. You're going to see stuff you've never seen, and it's all falling in place because we're doing it the right way. We have a great foundation, and we're taking our time. We're doing it the right way. Just how do you see yourself getting your hand raised overall? Well, you know, um, I'm training my ass off <laughs> for the hardest fight I had, and I'm I'm an older fighter. I'm getting older now, so I train a little differently than I did years ago. Like I take my more time now. I do a lot more stretching. And here's the bottom line, boys. Throughout life, I had a lot of hurdles to jump, and I seen a lot of bad things happen to me in life. A lot of people screwed me over, done me bad. A lot of you know, a lot of a lot of circumstances you, you can't make up in life that's happened to me. But I've um through it all I've um fought my heart out and I got great people in my life right now. And I love Scott and Judy's wife and you know, I got great people behind me. And I promise you boys today on this radio, it's gonna take a hell of a man to beat Bobby Gunn. Because I'm a different Bobby Gunn than I ever was before. And I don't think no one's gonna beat me in bare knuckle boxing. I don't think nobody can. This is my time. This is my, I'm, I'm at the top of the chain right now. This is my world. It's my jungle. I'm the king of the jungle in bare knuckle boxing. And to be honest with you, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And nobody's beating this man here. And I promise you, boys, I tell you today, there's a song by the Pogues. And it says, fill up your glasses, boys, the brandy and wine. Whatever the price is, I'll pay. For be easy and free when you're drinking with me. I'm a man you don't meet every day. Remember that, boy. Bobby Gunn is a man you'll never meet every day. And hey, you you fire me up every time I hear you talk about this sport and your role in it. Um, you you fire me up. I can't wait to tune in and see what happens. And you know, I wondered my last thought for you or or question for you is um, when I heard on the MMA Roasted show, it was interesting to hear Shannon Rich uh, say. How, um, you know, because like you were saying, I mean, he's from back in the day. You are from back in the day. He would fight uh, where he would fight. Uh, the roosters would fight. The dogs would fight. And then he would fight. And then the conversation kind of went in a direction. I wanted to know if you had just something like that where you're in this crazy situation doing your thing and, and just, you know, enjoying what you're doing. Um, but it's it's a crazy situation. Well, you know. The underground circuit, a lot of people understand, like, I'm, 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 I, for 11 years, I was the king in the underground boxing. Nobody beat me. I fought everybody. And 
I won the sanctioned medical title, and I'm looking to defend the title now, you know, and I've I, I've seen a lot of circumstances. I've been involved in a lot of fights for very dangerous places, boys. You know, I've, I mean, people pulled guns on me before, didn't want me to win, and, you know, just to be in that environment, it, it, it was very unsafe, but you learn throughout life. Like, boys, believe me, everything that could be done bad to a man and, and deceive and lie to and made a fool out of, it's been done to me, and I learned in life, and God saves the best for last. And right now, I couldn't ask for better people in my life. And I want to say something to you, boys. Do you remember Jackie Callan, the famous boxing manager who made a movie about her? Do you remember that uh, movie I'm talking about, Jackie Callan? She's a manager of James Lights Out Tony years ago. Mm. I-, I believe so, yeah. Okay. I, I, wanted, to say I, I, something. I wanted to say something. A lot of people are going, I'm going to come out tonight, that Scott's wife, Judy, which I call her the queen of vertical boxing, this woman's intelligence and her mindset. She's a historian that nobody knows about, and she will be one of the biggest managers of bare-knuckle boxing in the future. I want to throw that out there. You mark my words. She's my friend. It takes a good man and a good woman makes the ultimate team. Scott and his wife is a powerhouse team. I just want you to remember that. I said it here tonight. Mark my words how, how she'll be the biggest figure in the world. That's, I'm telling you, she'll be amazing. Thanks, Bobby. I'll pass that on to her. <laughs> uh, she's uh, um, she's uh, um, advising the uh, American champion, uh, Danny Batchelder. And uh, she's the first female ever to be in that position. And uh, um, ever. Uh, what a tribute! What a tribute to her. That's and uh, and uh, what what uh, and, and and believe me, boys. What, everybody will be breaking down the door to, to, to get her to advise them. They'd be so lucky to have her on board. And I mean, she's an angel. And she. It, it, you understand how our team works, right? Look at all the characters I mentioned, how it's all involved. You know, there's Dave Feldman, the promoter. Nobody talks about him going through cancer, right, Scott? He battled that, chemotherapy, oh. and he fought this That's out, right. boys. And, and he was sick, and he's overcome it. And you do, everybody behind it, you know, people don't realize the importance. Like, there's Big Joe Mack. His back is all messed up, and he's he's a great person. He's a story of the bear to market. He got up, and he's coming to the Hall of Fame last year, and he's in pain. And, you know, we all do this because we, we, we love it. Like, every morning I get up, boys, my heart is poured out for this sport. See, it ain't just about, okay, when I'm talking, Bobby Gunn, Bobby Gunn. Don't think it's Bobby Gunn. Right now, unfortunately, it is Bobby Gunn because I'm the poster boy. But I'm paving the road for all these young men down the road, guys. What I'm doing now, I'm giving these guys a future, a professional sport. There's a lot of top underground fighters, Scott will tell you, to get beat half of these top 10 world ranked boxers. But they never got their break. They'll never be known. But guess what, boys? Now they'll be known because we're opening doors for them to come to the legitimate world. Although he deflects it, it all started with Bobby Gunn, and uh, without without Bobby, <laughs> we wouldn't be where we are. That's for sure. There's no question about that. Thank you. And he'll and he is a very humble man, um, uh, and, and and will deflect deflect that kind of a compliment. But um, it, we all know the truth, and uh, that is he spent his entire life working to this point, and um, uh, and, and it's going to pay off. And I'm not talking about money paying off. I'm talking about. Um, uh, history uh, paying off, and, yeah. and that's that's what that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. Scott told me a while ago. He said to me, he said to me, he says your your legacy, what you're doing, the history will be forever. He says the money will come with it. 
Remember, Scott, you told me in the Hall of Fame, he says, yep. this, what you're doing now is your legacy. And you see, boys, money is great and it all come, but it, listen, money will all be there. It's, it's inevitable it's not going to be there because, I mean, you can see what we're doing. My boys are rolling stone, the pay-per-views coming up. Like, it's inevitable it's going to happen, but I don't care. I mean, I love it, but, boys, it's what I'm doing. To have that belt around my waist, you think a million dollars could buy me that, boys? Think about that, boys. No. Could, a, could $10 million buy me the publicity that I've got with Rolling Stone magazine, me and Scott in the Hall of Fame? No. So I could have had $10 million five years ago, and I couldn't buy what God opened the door for me to be where I'm at today with these fine gentlemen behind me and this prestigious moments I'm in right now, history-breaking moments. And, boys, I want to thank you so much for having me on tonight. Thank you. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was our pleasure. Um I mean, lastly here, um, we'd like to give you both the opportunity to maybe give any shout-outs to sponsors or uh, maybe links to any social media or anything like that, any thank yous that you have. Uh, Bobby, we can start with you if you have anyone that you'd like to uh, thank. Well, first of all, unfortunately, I, I, I wish I had the pay-per-view information tonight, but I don't, but we will soon before the week's out. I, 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 I will tell everybody it will be live streaming for the world, Internet pay-per-view. I would like to thank Rolling Stone Magazine for contributing to what they're doing. They're the full-time, they're the number one authority behind the journalists behind us right now. And maybe me and Scott could be in the cover one day, right, Scott? <laughs> hey, then we got to buy for our mother. <laughs> and 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 I and most important boys. That's that's right. The cover Rolling Stone. But you know, boys, I like to thank. Um, I, there's, there is sponsors coming aboard. Um, I, I can't uh, say nothing right now until they get the media, the market, like, launched out. But I do want to say this, boys. I want to thank everybody behind the scenes that's worked their ass off to get us where we're at today. And you know something? The word thank you sometimes isn't good enough. I'm going to say I love everybody. I love you guys, too, for having me on. I love, thank you, everybody. Oh, of course. Thank you. And, uh, Scott, if you uh, if you have any uh, shout-outs, any thank-yous or anything like that, we'd, of course, like to give you that opportunity as well. Well, well, thank, well thank you for that. And uh, um, Bobby has hit them, has hit them all. Um, the, uh, the one magazine that we didn't, did, didn't mention yet was the Men's Journal. They did an eight-page article on Bobby and his entire life story, and State Bonner was behind that, too. And uh, um, Thank you. That's right. Really, we really just have the have him to thank for everything that we're, we're going through right now. State and Bonner's just uh, been amazing. Uh, um, uh, but again, we we also take that as a compliment because we know that he just doesn't pass those compliments out lightly. But what I did want to say here in the end is, boys, isn't it isn't it refreshing to have a, a champion like Bobby Gunn who is so well spoken and is so intelligent. Um, uh, it just uh, makes my heart warm every time I listen to him. Um, uh, he, he's not your typical um, uh, a boxer, um, and I don't mean anything negative by that at all. Um, uh, he is just on the ball. Um, uh, his whole heart is into it, and you can't do anything but um, uh, just smile when you hear the name Bobby Gunn and listen to him talk. And I, I would I would hope you too. Uh, would, uh, would would uh, follow suit on that with my thoughts. One last shout-out. Uh, Scott, I'll give you his full name. Our, our pal Jack, Scott's partner. Right, right, Scott? Back home. Yes, that's right. Yep, yep. Uh, my right-hand man, Jack Emmerich, 
and um, he helps me with everything that I got going. Uh, we got days when I'm up, days when I'm down, but uh, he's always there to help. And uh, in fact, we're going over to the barns tomorrow to spruce it up a little bit. And, and uh, um, we got some visitors coming in this weekend to take a look at it. And again, from all over the world, and I can always count on Jack. So very good. Thanks, Bobby, for reminding me of that. Well, uh, thank you both for joining us today. It was an honor to speak to both of you. This is going to be a huge event, and we cannot wait to see it. Thank you both. And that was Bobby Gunn and Scott Burt. Thank you very much for tuning in. I want to thank Dave Madden for helping us co-host the interviews. And, Dave, where can people find you at? Facebook at Dave Madden and Twitter, MMA. And I'm that was an awesome time with Bobby Gunn, man. I'm fired up. Of course, man. Me too. And, uh, of course, a big thanks to Rob Mead. He was not able to join us and help us co-host, but he does run everything on our site. So, of course, a big thank you to him. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FunkyMonkeyMMA. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller. And keep up with the site for the latest interviews, event photos, and analysis pieces. We'll see you next time. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. Funky Monkey Radio is sponsored by Altercation Clothing. If you never back down, then you're ready for an altercation. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to funkymonkeymma at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. MMA fans, are you looking for something to set you apart? Then check out altercationclothing.com. Altercation Clothing is a brand with attitude, offering fans and fighters alike a variety of specialty shirts. If you won't back down, then you're ready for an altercation. Altercation Clothing can be found on Facebook at facebook.com slash altercation clothing. Altercation Clothing is a proud sponsor of Funky Monkey MMA Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 